Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome this morning uh, to the celebration of Mass, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Mary Bannerman. Welcome to church members of our family, especially our nieces and nephew, and Linda and Andrea and Kevin and Laura, and uh, especially our uh, stepchildren who are here with us too, Paul and Laura, and of course all of the family uh, who are, t- are here too. Welcome also uh, Mary's many friends who are here for the Mass too. Today we've come to thank God for a very generous and good and kind life that's been a blessing to us all. Um, we want to thank God for the way in which uh, Mary has blessed each of our lives, her family and our friends. And we are deeply grateful to God for the life that she led and the life that was very much part of all of our lives. To begin the Mass and to offer this Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord of mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Mary, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. 
In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experienced punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessing be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, brothers, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them, like the other people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that it will be the same for those who have died in Jesus. God will bring them with him. We can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise, and then those of us who are still alive will be taken up in the clouds, together with him, to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall stay with the Lord forever. With such thoughts as these, we should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came to a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat down at the Lord's feet and listened to him speaking. Now Martha, who was distracted with all the serving, said, Lord, do you not care that my sister is leaving me to do all the serving by myself? Please tell her to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, he said, you worry and fret about so many things, and yet few are needed, indeed only one. It's Mary who has chosen the better part, and it's not to be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. It was with a mixture of disbelief and sadness that all of us learned of Mary Bannerman's death. Previous occasions in which she had been ill, she simply went very quiet, dropped beneath the radar until she felt better, and then she would simply resurface. I suppose that's what threw us off the scent, 
Maybe we felt that she was just unwell and would soon be better again. She was seen through the week at a hairdressing appointment, but then again, nothing. It was only by the weekend then that real concern was being felt for her. Mary O'Malley phoned her, phoned her niece, and it was then that she was found. She had simply been taken in her sleep. Over the last few weeks, she, sem- she certainly complained about being breathless, but not enough to give anyone any concern. It seemed only to be something to do with her age. We don't get the choice when to leave this world, but there is something that is deeply consoling that Mary was taken in her sleep, that she simply went to bed and slept away. It seems such a great mercy and kindness of God to her, not for her a long illness or pain, which she would not have liked, but for just her to go quietly without any fuss into the night. Today the Gospel is about Martha and Mary and the visit that Jesus makes to the house and their home at Bethany. The two sisters, one who listens to the Lord and the other one who is left with work to do. It could, uh, couldn't be a better pa- passage, if you like, for Mary, for often she was in our kitchen, uh, our house, left with all the serving to do. But unlike Martha in this story, she was uncomplaining. Guests who came at the last hour, no problem. Numerous guests, no problem. Several courses, no problem. Everything was done with great grace and incredible skill. The story of Martha and Mary is often told to us about two reactions, if you like. One who listens, like Mary in the story, and one who always is doing things like Martha in that story. In the story itself of the gospel, Jesus seems to favour the one who listens, Mary who listens and doesn't, isn't distracted. I like to think of our Mary as blending the two together. There was times in her life when she was listening to the Lord and there were times when she was doing things for others. Not many people are able to get that balance right, but she seemed to be able to do it. She was a great parishioner here at St. Bride's over many years. Over the years, she was at morning mass and at services in the evening. She also attended many pilgrimages to Lourdes with her parish and with other parishes as well. And she knew the sweet taste of faith that brings consolation. St. Paul often speaks to us about that consolation of trouble itself but nothing can separate us from the love of God. No problems too big to be overcome through the love of God. No trials are too testing that's too great for the love of God. Faith was a, a strength and a consolation and a quiet reassurance with which she walked through her life. It seems strange to say for someone who was four foot and ten inches and a bit, that she walked tall. Mary was born in 1934. She was to live to be 84 years of age. She was born in Burnbank. Mary Sherry was her maiden name. 
Her father was Harry and her mother Agnes. Her mother died at a young stage in her life. She had a sister, Margaret, whom she was very close to and very devoted to over the years, but also to her family too, who are here with us today, and their children also. She was a very smart young girl at school, St Cuthbert's Primary School and Elmwood Convent School. She went to work in Farioli's Cafe in Hamilton, to Phillips Factory, and then later on in life to the Hoover plant here in the town, where she had many friends. She married in 1972 David Campbell Bannerman. Strangely enough, uh, he never called her by her Christian name, but simply always called her Sherry by her surname. They were to have a relatively short marriage. David himself died in 1987. Over the years in which she was in the house with myself, she told me many stories about David, but she was always very proud of the way that he looked, very fastidious about his appearance, not unlike Mary herself. Very proud too of the stepchildren whom she mentioned on many occasions, Laura and Paul and Ronald, who are here today. Ronald in uh, Africa, isn't he? South Africa. She'd been unable to take communion for a number of years but through a pure chance, Father Miller, going on, going to the wrong door, she invited him in. If you ever knew Mary Bannerman, that was unusual to get invited in. He heard her confession, and she was able to receive communion thereafter. And it began a fruitful period in her life when she, began, she became our parish housekeeper, a position that she held for almost 25 years. As I mentioned a few moments ago, uh, Margaret, her sister, was a great part of her life. It was a great sadness when she died just a few years ago. They were the best of friends, close sisters, and very devoted to one another. She was also a great aunt to the Margaret's children, uh, to Linda and Andrea and Kevin and Laura and Marion, who sadly died in 2004. She's also a great aunt to, de to their children as well, Emma and Carol and Kirsty and Gordon, Amy and Missy, Joey, Joe, Poppy and Leo, and a great aunt also to young Brodie. All the f family, I think, were very proud of Auntie Mary, and she was very fond of them too. We always used to wonder when Mary died how many shoes and boots would be found in their house. I can now give you the official count. 80 pairs of shoes and boots. Two wardrobes of clothes. Two, two suitcases of summer clothes. She was a woman of great style and of high fashion. Colour coordinated, always tastefully dressed. She was, as you might know, a great devotee of QVC Channel and kept the delivery man very busy with deliveries to that house. I'm sure that there will now be a profit warning for QVC now that Mary is not around. She did so much in the parish house to make it a welcoming place for those who came to the door 
and such a warm home as well for all of us who live there. Along with Mary and, and Phyllis and Margaret and Alice, they were the backbone of everything. They were the unsung heroes and they often made me look good. Mary did everything simply at the drop of a hat uh, and of course it was done always with good grace. I cannot thank her enough for her kindness to me, her support to me, and the love that she showed me over these years. I will be ever, forever in her debt for the rest of my life. We are lucky to meet uh, people like Mary as priests who give us such help and support. She was also the funniest of people, as you will probably know, at parties and social events. Her hearty laugh was heard above others. She loved to dance and she loved the company of family and friends, especially on those social occasions. She could make you laugh uh, very much. One trip away to Iona, uh, she went into a cafe and ordered a coffee, but wondered aloud what kind of coffee Wifi was and wondered why this top type of coffee would be free wifi. I think she got confused with Wi-Fi. She was kind and very carefree as well. She didn't really have many worries in her life. She was a woman also of great routines. She did the same thing every day, every week. She had a day when she went to the hairdresser. She had a day to visit family. She days for coming to church. She liked the routine and wasn't keen that the routine be disturbed. If she didn't want to do anything, heaven and hell couldn't move her to do it. She was very independent and very self-sufficient. It's no exaggeration to tell you today that she was greatly loved here in this parish. Everyone had a good word to say about her and we all feel as if a light has gone out of our life. I wish again to say to you of the deep thanksgiving to her that I have on my own behalf and on behalf of the other priests who were looked after and the visitors who came to our home. We couldn't have wished for a kinder, more generous, more loyal and more dedicated person than Mary Bannerman. A light has gone out of our life. Where she has gone, she doesn't have to now worry about making any dinners or meals or tidying the dishes away. The doors are wide open, the table is set, and the place is ready for her. Mary, I'm not sure if you're listening, but we thank you for your kind and generous heart. You were small in size, but you had a big heart. We thank you for your loving ways to your sister and to, their fam and to her family. But we thank you also for the kindness to us who were priests that you looked after so well. We thank you for the laughter and the joy that you brought to all of our lives. May God bless you with peace and love at the end of your journey. And until we meet again, Mary, in the joy of the Father's house, there's, there's no more tears, no more pain or sorrow. May God bless you.
come to our loving Father asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our sister Mary, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Mary, our sister, who sleeps in the Lord, that she may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of her goodness. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In silent prayer, let us remember our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, Fill My House. Oh, I am. 
you, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings for the salvation of your servant, Mary, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before you without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. And remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Mary, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Please join in singing our communion hymn, Be Still My Soul. Thank you. 
We now join in singing Make Me a Channel of Your Peace.
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant the strengthened by it. Our dear sister Mary, we come to the table of, of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. On behalf of the family, thank everyone for being present here at the Mass and uh, just to extend a warm invitation to join them at the reception at the Whitefield afterwards. Please join in singing our final hymn, Hail Queen of Heaven.
So, journeys in this. Fact- 